Hey friend, welcome back to the show. We are in lesson six of the Successful Reconciliations Masterclass. This series is designed to help Christian estranged moms avoid the mistakes that prevent reconciling with their estranged adult children. In this lesson, I'm going to tell you why asking your in-laws for information is a bad move. I'll explain why you might be tempted to do it, what your child experiences when you do, and what to do instead. Bring your journal and a pen because there's homework involved. Let's talk about it. Hey friend, welcome to the Estranged Mom Coach Podcast. Are you going through a family estrangement from your adult son or daughter? Do you wonder why your child cut you off, if there's a way to save the relationship, or how you can ever feel happy again? You can only distract yourself and avoid thinking about it for so long, and then it hits you all over again. How can this be happening? I'm Jenny Good. I'm a certified coach trained in mindset neuroscience, family estrangement, and emotional healing. I'm also a mom who's been through adult child estrangement and reconciliation. I teach Christian estranged moms how to increase their odds of reconciling with their child and how to achieve emotional healing and happiness in the meantime. And we do it from a biblical perspective. So grab your tea, pop in your AirPods, and exhale. Welcome home, sister mom. It's going to be okay. Quick disclaimer, I am a certified coach, not a therapist. If you think you're suffering from a mental health disorder, please seek help from a licensed therapist or call 911. Hello, my tea time friend. Welcome to lesson six of the Successful Reconciliations Masterclass series. In case you're just joining us, this is part of a 10 lesson series that helps you avoid the common mistakes that prevent reconciling with your estranged child. I hope you have a cup of tea and a cozy lap blanket as you listen. You might also want to have your journal and a pen because in each lesson, there is an assignment for you to complete. This week's lesson addresses something I've seen my clients doing when we first start working together. And if that's the case, I encourage them to switch out this behavior for something that serves them better. And in this lesson, I'm going to explain why. If your estranged son or daughter is married or has a serious relationship with a significant other, this applies to you. The misstep is this, trying to get information from your in-laws. Or if your child is not married but has a significant other, it would be trying to get information from that significant other's family. If, for example, your daughter-in-law's mother texts you or hops on the phone with you here and there, you might be tempted to ask about your son, or maybe you go even deeper and ask her if she knows why they're not talking to you. Then there is full throttle mode, where you ask her to speak to her daughter and your son on your behalf. Any of those choices are bad moves and will worsen the situation between your estranged child and you. And of course, this is not gender specific. I just use the example of a son and a daughter-in-law. Let's look at why you might do this. When your son or daughter goes no contact, you might not even know why. 
It keeps you awake at night, replaying every part of the relationship, trying to find the reason why they're not talking to you. And of course, you want to know if one of your in-laws might have the answer, you wish they'd tell you. And even if you do know why the estrangement happened, you feel like the least your in-law could do is give you a little information about your child from one mom to another or from one person who cares about them to the other. And if there are grandchildren involved, you want to find out how they are, what they're doing, and maybe even get a picture of them. You wonder if the in-law might speak on your behalf and then maybe your child would soften toward you. It seems unfair that the in-laws get to be part of everything while you feel like you're on the outside looking in. So you casually bring it up in a text or a phone conversation. You ask how the kids are doing, or you otherwise edge into that conversation. What do you have to lose, right? Wrong. You have a lot to lose by doing this, actually. Let's step into your estranged son or daughter's mind for a moment. Here's what they experience when you get information from your in-laws. Your child has set a boundary about no contact, at least for now. They've expressed what they want or need through that boundary. They want or need some distance from you right now. It's an opportunity for you to build trust by not trying to go around them to get information from an outside source. And if the in-law is wise, they will not get involved in that estrangement situation. They would know that doing so would probably cause their child and yours to be angry at them and possibly even cut off contact with them. They don't want to be in that boat, so they stay out of it. And maybe they even tell your estranged child and their child that you tried to get information from them or tried to get them to send pictures or speak to them on your behalf or whatever it is. Now your child feels angry and like you don't care about their rights or what they want at all. If their spouse is a gatekeeper, you also just made their accusations against you look valid and true. Such as if they've been saying to your child that you're a narcissist, then you just made it look true by trying to involve the in-laws to get what you want at the expense of your child's feelings or wishes. I'm not saying that you are a narcissist, but we have to see this through the perspective of your child. We have to meet them in their perspective if we're going to end the estrangement. So don't play into the role that their spouse may be trying to create for you. So your child feels disrespected, discounted, unimportant, angry, and cornered. People who feel cornered often take drastic steps to feel more freedom. You don't want your child to be in that position. It leads to more distance through things like blocking you or even involving the police. It prolongs the time you're estranged and it creates tension between the in-laws and you. Instead of trying to get backdoor access to your child's life through your in-laws, use the time apart to truly prepare yourself for the reconciliation. There are four main phases to preparing for reconciliation. Here they are. Phase one is calming, calming your central nervous system and soothing raw emotions. 
phase two is healing. Healing from the trauma of the estrangement wound and releasing feelings of rejection, anger, guilt, or sadness. Phase three is learning. Learning the tools to take control of your thoughts, learning to communicate in ways that work, and learning to bring yourself out of triggers when you hear hard things. And believe me, if you reconcile, you will hear hard things. Phase four is acting, taking specific actions to invite reconciliation and creating and working your reconciliation plan. Your reconciliation plan includes what to say in the initial reach out to your child, and spoiler alert, it is not an amends letter, and how to respond to each of the four possible reactions from your child when you reach out. Knowing when and if to follow up and how often, all of that is part of your reconciliation plan. That's something I help my clients with when we work together in estrangement coaching. If that sounds like something you want help with, Let's get you scheduled for a free consultation. To do that, go to theestrangedmomcoach.com forward slash schedule, and the link will also be in the notes for this episode. Okay, so here is your homework assignment for this lesson. Are you ready? Start by going through the list of the four phases of being ready for reconciliation that I just outlined. Find which phase that you're in right now. Then block off 30 minutes per day for the next week to work on that phase of readiness preparation that you're currently in. And if you get stuck or you're not 100% sure what phase you're in right now, make sure that you get your name on that waiting list for a free consultation with me. I can ask some questions that will help you know exactly where you are and what to work on next. Okay, friend, that is what I have for you this time. And I hope it blesses you. Hey, Sister Mom. Thanks for spending time with me. If this podcast inspired you, helped you, or blessed you in some way, I'd love for you to share it with another mom who could be edified by it too. Also, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more moms like us find and be blessed by the show. Remember, You are a daughter of the Most High King, and you are not alone.